BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. On today's episode of Down the Wire, hot stove across the MLB. New players on new teams. How have they done? How have these teams done? NBA draft and NBA trades as well getting in on the action this last week. And did Evander Kane bring hockey back? It all happens today on Down the Wire. Okay. Get me out of this house. Get me out of my head. Episode 26. Down the wire, baby. Hiya! 26. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's like half of 52. Wow. And that would be a year. What? So, so we're oh, like... I see, what you're, I see what you're saying. See, see what, what I mean? Saying. Yeah. I was super confused for a second. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what was it? Now we can, like, rent a car or something like that, right? Our podcast can. I was just saying how I think we're, like, pretty close to six months on this thing now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, like, a little milestone in our head. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you were just in, you just came out to California, and you were out here visiting me, brought the family, and that was cool, and... I am still here for one more week. This will be my last week here. Last week. Ooh. I got to per- be there firsthand for an Arroyo Seco Saints game. Yeah, and you left early for a walk-off. But, you know, hey. <laughs> That's not my fault. That's not my fault. <laughs> um, I, I, I will say I had a good time people watching. Yes. All yes. 20 people there. Interesting. But it was very very odd with that man with the turtle shell ass uh yeah the loaf of bread ass that was standing right in your face that you so nicely photoshopped around (laughs) hey i I had you lifting it up man you were a monster like honestly dude who wears bike shorts anymore just like as leisure wear and on top of it you gotta know that's what's happening to your butt if it looks like that you gotta feel that. Too, That's what I right? mean. It, it, like you don't have an ice cream cone in like ninety degree heat and feel it melting before. Like eventually, you feel it melting on your hand because that—that's what that man's ass looked like. It was an ice cream cone melting around his ass that just kept piling up into making yes. his ass into the smaller area. It was melting around his thighs, like mid thigh. 
So happy sports week, everyone. That was it was a big week this week in sports, and we'll be back to non-remote after this week. It was a big week, and I want to get started with something a little bit different. You know, I am not a hockey guy. I no. am. I just am not. And now with Evander Kane and his story, I have now come out and say right here I'm going to be a hockey fan this next season I uh, all right I'm holding you to this I am going to I be just... I am I'm settled on officially becoming a Seattle Kraken fan and I will just oh, do okay. that because I will be one in like you know I've been with the team from the beginning my first year as a fan their first year as a team I, I think that that's going to work out fair. Like, Milwaukee doesn't have a team, and I don't want to be a Blackhawks fan. I don't want to be a Detroit fan. And Minnesota Wild, that name sucks. So, I don't want to be a fan of them. Rude. But uh, Okay, but I can get down with that. I would have thought, you would, since you were Evander Kane, you would have went maybe, like, San Jose. But, all right, I, I can get down with that. No, but Evander Kane, I've never even heard of him. Never even heard of him before this, but oh, apparently very good player. he's very good, very good player. And that's when I was like, yeah, I want to get involved and know more about hockey now because like this story is crazy. And if I really understood sports and hockey better, I could probably feel more passionately about this, even though I already am like, wow, this could be crazy if it finds out that this guy was betting on his games, and, in fact, throwing them to win money. Uh, yeah, that that would be wild. You know what I mean? Like, that's – we haven't had a, a, a true scandal that bad since what? Is it Pete Rose? Is, is Pete Rose the last major bet scandal? I, I'm sure there's something that I'm missing. But, yeah, dude, Evander Kane would – that would really suck because that's, that's a guy that I – uh, I liked a lot for a good while. He's an entertaining player, and man, that would really blow. Uh, and he, this isn't the first time that he's had issues with you know the NHL and the law either. He had, uh, he had like a an abuse violation or something like that back in like 2016. He got beat up in a hotel room, and then he beat up a girl right back. And like, ah, shit. So this dude is um. Uh, he's not not exactly on the right side he's of the He's already the been sued for owing Vegas $500,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that dude got dropped. I don't even know how. How do you just yeah. be, how do you just get out of like no, I'm not going to pay pay you 500,000 and they're like, "Okay, that's fine." Like okay, that's how you know they make so much money over in Vegas. Evander Kane has a problem, especially with money. He filed for Chapter Chapter Seven bankruptcy in California. He had over twenty-five million dollars in debt and was getting uh, sued by the bank over an unpaid loan as well. Like he's um, he should not be near any of his finances. No, absolutely and, not. Yeah, yeah. And so to, to hear the story about betting and. You know, probably recouping some of his lost earnings. 
it's not it's not completely uh, a, that crazy of a story, which is unfortunate, but. And the first the first instincts don't look good at him, but you got to hear the whole thing out, and he's saying he's more than willing to cooperate. But from what I'm looking out as not a hockey fan, from just a sports fan and understanding this scenario, um, if his performance, like, looks down in some games where there were bets, like, is it, it – what's going to happen? He's going to be banned for life, obviously, right? Oh, yeah. He's done. He's done in the NHL. I, even without, I think, I think he's pretty much done altogether. I mean, he's not necessarily a spring chicken here. He's he's getting up there in age. And, um, yeah, this, the, dude, the whole thing is really crazy. His wife came out. So, basically, if you don't know, there has been a growing issue between uh, – Evander Kane and his wife, Anna, and uh, it's, again, clear that Evander Kane has a problem with a lot of things, but she uh, posted an Instagram story claiming that Evander left her, did not call her for an entire week at the beginning of July, and when he finally did call, it came with the news that their house was being seized by the bank. Uh, She would need to sell her wedding ring to get money for baby formula. Uh, while he was partying in Europe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's bad. Shit. It's bad. Shit. He, um, yeah, it's uh, not looking good for him. I just wanted to bring that up and kind of come off of that as, unless you have a better idea for which hockey team I should be fandom of, I would like to, I could hear that out. My own, I just don't want to be a part of a, huge market like i don't want to go to new york or la or chicago i don't want to be a part of a team that would be a rival kind of over in this area i figured it's just by you know default i'll go over to the kraken because it's their first year and it'll be my first year as a hockey fan that's fair you're gonna have a a very young and defensive oriented team um so they're there's your pluses. I well, little what what are we what do we always say? Defense wins. Shut up. Defense wins championships. What do you? Shut come up, on. you old man. <laughs> uh, so that was hockey for the week. Um, there's, your, there's your one hockey story. Yeah, but we will. You know what? I will. When does the season start? Uh, usually it's like November, I think. Maybe at end of October, early November. I don't know that. Exactly. Okay, I will find a website to illegally stream Seattle Kraken games, and I will keep up with that for the remainder of the season. Because <laughs> on I'm not going to go and pay for the NHL Network. It's not that serious. No, be, be prepared. You're going to um, you're going to be very confused at line changes and stuff like that. Well, that so they can just fun. like make subs in between. You know what? Before the season starts, you and me will do like. Hockey 101. Let's just find some random hockey coach that we can talk to and learn about hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Before the season starts, we do a hockey episode or at least like a hockey segment of Teach Tom Hockey before the season starts. You you know, you were already talking about how like, oh, baseball is a killer for this podcast. (laughs) You think think hockey is going to save us? I don't know. I'm just saying – 
I it'll be fun for me to understand hockey as it goes along. You guys can all see me try to become a hockey fan and earn my way to being a true hockey fan. And by, by no means am I saying I'm an expert. I am not. I don't understand hockey entirely either. Um, I just know more than Tom. So that's literally all I got going for me right now. Know a lot more. <laughs> a lot more than me. I do know a lot. Should we go? What do you want to go to next? We got. I got, There was a couple of big things in like all sports this week. Yeah, I think each of us, uh, each of it, uh, sorry, each sport had some good things about it. So start off with the smallest one. Let's just go football. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll do football. Then we can kind of break it down from there. So I think the biggest thing that happened in football this week would have to be Carson Wentz, correct? Yeah, that's easily the biggest deal. Like, holy shit. Um, Carson Wentz injured at practice somehow. I don't know. It's a foot injury and they didn't want to go through with surgery. Now it looks like they are going to go through with surgery and it could sideline him for up to 12 weeks as the season's Five about to, to start. 5 to 12 weeks. What an insane grace period. Well, I think the 5 to 12 weeks was going to be um like no surgery to surgery. And now I think surgery makes it twelve weeks. Oh, that's what I—that's what I'm thinking. I think now they're like going off and saying it's a twelve-week injury, and the season's about to start the second week of September. Which, please, please, it's so close. We're in August now. I mean, we are right next to football season. I mean, we're gonna have preseason to talk about in a couple weeks. God. Yeah, it's gonna be bad football. It's gonna be bad football, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. You bet your ass we are. But now the Colts, um, you dodged a bullet, maybe if Car- you know what? Well, like uh, uh, Carson Wentz, were you? Did you think he was gonna have a better year coming back with the Colts, or you think now the Colts gonna make a trade move for someone who might not start this year? Um, well, they did pick up somebody. If you do don't remember, they picked up uh, Arizona backup, former Green Bay starter, the man in the middle, Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley. So, so you know that's more or less it was their move. They're not picking anyone up. They do have Jacoby Brissett still. I find Jacoby Brissett to be a more competent starter than Carson Wentz. You know, both you and I uh, have proclaimed from the top of the rafters. That Carson Wentz is not the answer for a pretty solid Indianapolis Colts team. So I I don't know. We both thought that this was a dumb uh, trade when they picked him up. I think this is the best option because now it almost guarantees that Jacoby Brissett is starting. And I think that he gives them a better shot to make the playoffs okay now hear me out hear me out you're um jim ursay you just had like four vodka red bulls and a couple percocets and you're getting on the phone because you're making a trade okay now is it intriguing if gardner Minshew comes on the table i mean that's one person gardner Minshew, and you know another option too is nick Foles. Nick Foles in Chicago, you know, he did well under Frank Reich in uh, in Philadelphia. 
You know, that's when they won a Super Bowl. And a lot of that was because of Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP. That's true. Again. That's true. But I wanted an excuse to have Minshew Mania back on a team. And Gardner Minshew being like the quarterback for an Indiana football team seems like a pretty good fit. I mean, he looks like a some type of redneck quarterback. Like the I mullet. Like some jorts in Indiana with boots and shit. Like combat boots. Like, oh, yeah. Jean shorts with cowboy boots. Yes. Yeah. I That's like that. Gardner Minshew. Also, bandana around his hair, around his, like, forehead. But it's not, like, it, it's the folded one. And, like, so a, like, and like a, like a cut-off Harley t-shirt as well. And uh, one of those piece of string bracelets. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Also, ripped up t-shirt that turned into a, uh, like a V-neck tank top. Sunglasses, the way that Guy Fieri wears them as well, too. But they're not, uh, like, traditional sunglasses. It's like the 80s one that, like, covers the entire face and that it sleeks down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. With, like, the, the single band on top. So, I'm all I'm saying is Indianapolis should hop on this because it sounds like he is a marketing wizard for Indiana right now. And, I don't know, I think he'd be pretty comparable to Jacoby Brissett or Nick Foles. Like, would you rather have them over Gardner Minshew, like, hands down? Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew's so hit and miss, man. I... I, I I, I love him. I don't get me wrong. I love the dude as a player, but I, I don't. I think they're better off with Foles or Brissett. I know that's saying something. That's, that's sad. probably painful. That's sad. Uh yeah. So Carson Wentz, he's gonna miss some time. It looks like, and the Indianapolis Colts, man, just still continuing to get screwed. Uh, since even drafting Andrew Luck because he was never healthy enough to win. Honestly. So then the retirement, obviously, yeah. and now. Yikes! Yikes! Um, uh, go for it. Quarterback news as well, though. We got to go back to Aaron Rodgers. He's making statements and making the Green Bay Packers make moves. You know, we talked about it last week that he was forcing them to bring in Randall Cobb. We got worried there, but it sounds like they're they. I mean, no, that sounds it. It officially happened. They got Randall Cobb for a six-round pick, which I find absolutely remarkable. Yeah, I thought that was pretty reasonable. I, I wasn't very mad about the move, I guess, because of that. Um, I don't think he's going to be – you think he's going to get, like, wide receiver two reps? Like, is he passing up MVS just because LaFleur, like, has to keep Aaron happy? can't see me – like, the people listening can't see me. I'm shaking my head, yes. This is – most definitely going to be their number two guy. I don't know why, because MVS is better talent. He especially showed that at the end of the year, uh, like towards the end of the year, I would say the last three regular season games and the playoffs. And in fact, the playoffs, he was probably the best. Uh, don't the best offensive option. Oh my god. Uh, I, I'm not. I, I can't. I in can't the, get behind in the that. Playoffs. I don't know if I'm ready to say that he's worse than Randall Cobb. I'm not going there. I'm not saying that Randall Cobb should be getting second wide receiver reps. But slow down. MVS was never at once the best option. The championship game, he had a good game in the NFC championship game. That's it. 
Okay. Played better in the playoffs than any other offensive player, outside of okay, outside of Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but that uh, uh, specialty player. Oh. I'm telling you, I would bet money. Go back and look at this. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. I don't whatever, whatever the stats are. He he had a good game. He had a good game. Anyway, I Aaron Rodgers remained honest, and he got a lot of like love around the league the league was very like on team Aaron after this interview and kind of showing how he named a whole list of players that were mistreated or neglected by the Green Bay Packers they're saying and it's um it's a rough spot for like the fans if all this stuff Aaron is kind of saying like people are getting behind and we're on this side of it and it's kind of divided fans of, like, the fuck Aaron Rodgers team and then the fuck Green Bay team. And I was on team fuck Green Bay in the beginning for a little bit. Then with this whole thing with Aaron, it was kind of like, you know, as it started developing more and more, he just wasn't whatever. And now he comes back and he says he's 100% in and he wants nothing more than to win. So if he comes out and he balls out this year, I will make my statement to officially like Green Bay lost the argument this year as opposed to Aaron losing the argument. Sorry, I needed to get my food. I had Italian beef and it sounds delicious. But you are 100% correct. Uh, I I do think that Aaron Rodgers is in. I... There, there are a lot of questions, though, to this Packers team. I'm sorry. I do think last year's Packers team was better than this year's. He's not wrong about the players that got mistreated, um, especially those, those the teams, the ones that he list, listed off. Julius Peppers, uh, Clay Matthews, Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson. Absolutely. The only person that I disagree with him on is Jake Kumaro, really, because why the hell why do you think Jake Kumaro is like one of your high caliber players that's that's wrong but you know what there's just so many question marks on the season clearly Aaron Rodgers has a different attitude has a different um vibe to him you know what I mean he's way more carefree and I don't know if that's because of his new found confidence in what he's saying or if it's like or or if it's he knows that it's he's gone after this season you know what i mean i don't i don't know do you think I, do, you, do you think his new his new uh fiance like put anything in his head do you think i certainly think that i certainly don't think she heard it right like i I just think, like, maybe, I don't know, like, you know, he was, uh, he's always, like, whenever he got a girl or whatever, it's always, like, a big thing for him, and Shailene Woodley, like, all of a sudden he was engaged to her, and now, and then he became, like, kind of a bitch after, I'm just saying. Man, Shailene just seems to kind of ring all those right notes for him in a different way, you know, and that's saying something, you know, he had... He was with Danica Patrick. That's, you know, a very confident woman. There, 
she he was with uh what Olivia Munn. Yep. You know, that's obviously someone too that had a lot of confidence in herself too. I I don't I, I would think that Shailene's probably the same way. She seems like it every time I see them acting uh, together or acting together. You know what I mean? But being together, she's an actress. She's an actress. Yeah. They're not but on that. I'm a, I don't know. I'm, it's going to be intriguing. Really, the biggest question marks. I, I you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. He's he's freaking Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be a great quarterback, top five in the league this year. That defense is question marks. That has Kevin Actually, King with, starting again. Uh, you know what? I don't even care about their corner, fan, uh, their secondary. I don't care about their uh, defensive line. That linebacker's core was atrocious last year. And they also brought in a new defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, who does not have a good track record in recent memory. Well, it can't be worse than Mike Pettin, dude. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I uh, My only expectations of Joe Barry is, can you beat Mike Pettin? Yeah, if because, he's better than Mike Pettin, we're in the Super Bowl. Uh, again, look at his, his previous 10 years with the Rams and the Washington football team. They, it, it's not good. It's not very good. Now, I will say, his specialty is linebackers. So, go ahead, Joe. Let's Do see. your thing. Let's see if he's got it. Let's see if he's got it. Um, is there any other big NFL news you want to cover? I'll, I, might, I have another football thing, but I might go over it in quick hits at the end. I might save it. So, we'll go move into basketball, maybe? Yeah, get your basketball. Basketball. NBA draft happened. Um, I didn't watch. Did you watch? I didn't. I mean, we knew pretty much what was going to happen with the, the first five picks. I think that the biggest um, shocker is with Scotty Barnes, right, getting moved up to four. Yeah, Toronto you know, taking him at four. That's surprising. You know, and looking at everyone else's, like, you know, draft grades, uh, it, it seems like everyone made good calls. Yeah, it wasn't I really think... much. I think the biggest thing from that is got to be the Oklahoma City Thunder trading for two more first-round picks with the Jazz and the Rockets. They won't stop. They will not stop getting first-round picks. And they got a first-round pick from the Jazz trading away a second-round pick this year. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. And they got Derek Favors. What? Yeah. What was that trade? Yeah, uh, that's that's what they did to get one of their uh, first round picks. It, who is uh who did, did you see that was like the big winner? Do you, do you know, have anyone? <sighs> I really like Jalen Green. I think the Rockets getting him at two is like I I really think he has the potential to be the best player in the league or not in the okay. uh, in the class in the class not in the league. Um, like Cade Cunningham's cool and all. He's a big guy who can shoot and he can run the point guard. But Jalen Green's just, like, explosive and has a jump shot. I really think he, you know, him at two, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns out to be better than Cade Cunningham. That's fair. I, I, I'm big on Golden State. They got Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody uh, out of Arkansas. I, I think those are two 
amazing pickups. You know, Kaminga was expected to be a top five pick, you know, potentially. And for him to fall down to seven, that's huge for them. And Moses Moody could have been a top ten pick as well. And, you know, for them to be able to pull off both of those, you know, and especially considering they were uh, thinking about trading away those picks, right? Yeah, both of those both of those were pretty good value for what they got as well, too. I will agree to that there. Well, breaking news. I saw a Bleacher Report, and I didn't look at it, just out of, out of respect. Breaking news. Breaking news. Kyle Lowry is signing with the Miami Heat. Wow. You know what? Amazing during our basketball portion of the podcast. So many things have just happened right now. I don't know how much you have seen, but I, I've been waiting to talk about uh pretty much everything going on in the nba because it's a wild one right now yes well i just oh saw my God. kyle lowry oh you didn't see the sign-in trade that's going down well wait are you talking about maximum contract with miami okay jimmy butler's getting a max contract too 184 million yeah he deserves it yeah jimmy butler's good um, and, you know, considering that max contract. Whoa! Just, what is happening in, like, right now in the NBA? Now you saw it. Let me guess. That's that three-team trade, right? That's the Lonzo Ball one. There it is. Oh, Bulls. my God. Lonzo I Ball. I told you. I told you that the Bulls are going to be sneaky contenders next year. Didn't I? Are you saying Lonzo Ball makes them a sneaky contender? Uh... Not Lonzo Ball, but Lonzo Ball makes with Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. That's a pretty solid big three. I'm not saying it's the biggest of threes, but tell me that's not a six seed. They're giving him $85 million. Yeah, and they were talking about uh, him going 75-80 before. They, uh, they paid him big. You know big. what? I love it. I love it. Lonzo Ball plays A-plus defense and is getting a jump shot. So, I'll root for Lonzo Ball all day. All day. And, wow, that's crazy. And on top of that, they are also talking about landing DeMar DeRozan. I see that as well. The Bulls are going to be insane. I I see that as well. That's a terrifying team. Okay, now, wait. Is this team better than the other news I wanted to get into, obviously, because we didn't get to talk about it? Russell Westbrook heading to the Lakers. That's an old-ass team. I don't care what you say. And the fact that they're talking about signing even more free agents that are old as hell as well, Sure. Is there part of you that makes this think like, damn, all this to beat Giannis? I mean, I I feel like Giannis threw that shade at his presser talking about super teams, and everyone responded with, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to make a super team anyway. Right. That's what I mean. It's like all this to beat Giannis. That's what we're going to do. And don't get me wrong. A healthy healthy Lakers team last year, probably, you know, healthy healthy Nets team. Okay, cool. But, like... Still, I mean, geez, Russell Westbrook, he still averaged a triple-double last year. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Westbrook is one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, he really is. It's, I should say greatest individual players. He's not necessarily the best team 
guy. But, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said about him uh, as an individual scorer. And, uh, you know, another thing, too, that guy, even though he's not necessarily healthy all the time, he doesn't miss games. Yeah, Westbrook has been solid all year, all of, of his whole career, and his last you know, like four years, he's got three seasons or something where he's averaging a triple double, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's insane. It's crazy what he's been doing out there. It's so easy for him. But the Lakers give up Montrose Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, and Contavious Caldwell Pope, so they give up bum one, bum two, bum three, and they have no more. Like that was pretty solid for them, I thought. Wow, the the hate on Kyle Kuzma right there. Kyle Kuzma's good for thirty points once a month. Look, um. I, what I what I about, talk about with Chris Middleton is what Kyle Kuzma really is. That's fair. Okay, like that's long what I'm as, saying. As long as you don't give that shade to Chris Middleton. That's okay. what I just said. Look, I I I've I've apologized. I've since apologized. Uh, also, do don't you feel like uh, this whole Westbrook deal was kind of strange because of the initial reports that they traded for Buddy Heald and, you know, poor Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj! Uh, fuck that guy, by the way, because, you know, him and the Bucks with Bogdanovich earlier this year. Yeah, uh, fuck that. Say, uh, fuck you, Guess Woj. what? Didn't need him. Didn't need him. I will say, though, I think the Lakers would have rather should have prioritized Buddy Heald over Russell Westbrook. You know, I and was not, thinking not, about that. Yeah, not that I'm saying that uh, Buddy Heald's a better player, but Buddy Heald's a better fit in that team. With LeBron? You know what I mean? Don't you think? Yeah. Like, LeBron, well, I, if Russell Westbrook is like the ball-dominant guy, he needs the ball in his hands. LeBron James, ball-dominant guy, needs the ball in his hands. So, I, I mean... I guess what they would do is end up making Russ just play point guard and LeBron's going to play a lot more off ball. That's what I would see happening because what is Russell Westbrook going to do off ball compared to LeBron James? What he can at least try to do off ball. You know, another thing to be said too, the Lakers had a bad three point shooting team and getting Russell Westbrook, you know, he's one of the, he's got like one of the lowest efficiency ratings in NBA history like the dude just takes so many shots he's also been on teams where he's really been especially in the prime of his career the only option like for the most part sure I guess uh but I mean like what okay what about uh when he played with Harden and Durant like he played with Durant right and he wasn't a good shooter and he really wasn't a good shooter back then but then he played with James Harden when James Harden wasn't James Harden, so that doesn't really count. And then Durant leaves him, and he starts to get better. And his season where he was efficient, he got an MVP trophy. Regardless, Buddy Heald, you may not realize this, is one of the best three-point shooters of all time. He He's very good. He has a... He's always near the top in efficiency, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all with Buddy Heald maybe a better fit and a better player to play with LeBron, but I think LeBron will, 
I think what this move is showing is the Lakers understand LeBron is getting old and they don't want LeBron running point guard. LeBron should not be running point guard with his big ass, his old ass, and his breaking down ass. Like he's running too much and that's what's causing him that's what it's causing him to get hurt is he keeps running around and he's playing point guard. He's doing too much. So they figured who's the next most explosive guy in the league that we can get to play point guard for us. And they fucking go with Russell Westbrook, the most explosive point guard of all time, pretty much to play. And LeBron James is going to now go back to his off the ball roles more like he was when he was like young LeBron and playing as like heat LeBron and he wasn't because now he is also going to be number six again. Remember that? That's happening as well. So he's oh taking God. his step back, establishing his new role on the Lakers. Wow. Yeah, that's um... – all right. That's what's happening. And then last but not least about basketball – Kawhi Leonard and CP3 decline their player options. Are we concerned with either of them? Kawhi Leonard, maybe no, they're coming back. They're coming, they're coming back? back. Yeah. Uh, is Kawhi Leonard coming back? They're coming back. They declined their player options to sign a better deal. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was gonna. Uh, Chris Paul was gonna get forty-four million dollars. Fight me. They're coming back and signing a better deal. Mm. Mm. I hope so. Fight me. I hope so. That's all I'm so, saying. Uh, final, final deal is then. Chicago trades Tomas Sadaransky, Garrett Temple, second round pick to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, that's um, that's a pretty decent deal. I'm not going to uh, hate on that. I don't know why they love uh, Tomas Sadaransky so much, but. I, again, there was talking about a three-team trade, so I do see this has a potential to trade that over. Whoa, breaking news. Breaking news. I, I already know it. <laughs> Piston signed Kelly Olenek. What a guy. All right. Don't care. <laughs> okay. All right. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Thomas Sandoransky. Uh, yeah, the, this was also talked about as a three-team trade. So this could go a lot of those assets mainly uh, Sadoransky and Garrett Temple and some other draft uh, stuff could can go to Charlotte for Devontae Graham. That's what it looked like. I saw that already. Yeah, I and this, again, I still think this is where they go with that. Crazy. It's Cade Cunningham, newest number one overall pick. There was trades all over draft night and before, and now free agency starts. And I'm sure there'll be more moves um, coming in for next episode, maybe even during the episode as well, too. Uh, last thing, I guess, about basketball, Bobby Portis denying the player option. So we saw that coming, but yep. hopefully he remains in Milwaukee. That's what we need. You don't think he's going to stay? No chance. Why not? He's coming back on what? A $4.2 million deal? Why wouldn't they give him some money? They don't have money to give. Just pay a tax like the Lakers do. For what? How? Come on. Stop it. It's Bobby Buckets. Now, real thing though, you know, just sort of popping my brain. Hear me out. 
Buddy Heald, move him over for Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, all that. It, plus, obviously, more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can you can give more for that. But I like that. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that at all. What about like uh, what about like him and uh, Brooke Lopez? No, I don't like it anymore. No, no, Why? no. No. You need, to, you need to be able to match salaries. I will give them the rights to take Carlos Delfino if he comes back with Dante DiVincenzo. Ah, There's no, no. Why do you want to get rid of this core? It's a core in Milwaukee. Bobby's part of the core. Brooke is part of the core. Dante, uh, we didn't even need him. What was Brooke part of the core of? He had one good game. Amazing game. He played like Shaq. Uh, like Shaq. Yes. He was nuts. And he... Anchor. Anchor of the team. I'm sorry, Mighty Ducks? That's Brooke Lopez came up with that. Fair. Mighty Ducks. Uh, you know, I, I we do have some more basketball news going on. And it's overseas in Tokyo. The Olympics. Uh, I think it's something that should be spoken of. I have Kevin a whole... Durant. Kevin Durant. Yes. Becoming the... Uh, U.S. all-time leading scorer. Did he pass Carmelo? No. Yes, he did. Damn. Took the only accolade Carmelo Anthony had in basketball. Yeah, and that's saying something because Melo was damn good at international ball. Uh, so this is quite surprising uh, to me. I, I didn't realize how close he was. I didn't know either. I knew nothing of like chasing history down with it. And... The good for Kevin Durant. I do have a whole Olympics segment. We can go into something after, but we can let's talk about go. the let's yeah. Get, let's I, get into the Olympics, man. I'm yeah, feeling it. Yeah, I um uh, first thing I wanted to say, um, I checked out table tennis. Okay. Lit. Crazy. Crazy. Lit. And best part about it, uh male singles table tennis gold medal winner, Malong. That was his name, Malong. As in, like, Malong Dick. Feel good about yourself now. Yeah, yeah. That was literally his name. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. His name was Malong. Uh, I'd be on that forever. His name was Malong. It, he was, it was crazy. They go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's, um, that's one of my favorite sports to watch. Also, other sport that's kind of interesting to watch, kayaking. Yes. Oh my god. Wild. They th I was watching the 1000 meter kayaks like canoes okay, right? at, with teams and it's just the most jack dudes in every country come into a boat and just go. My arms hurt watching them. Between the not not just the the pulling of the raft, the stroking in the water, right? But to hold your arms up in that position for so long that's wild to me, dude. It's it's also the camera angles in that really make a difference. So when you have like that zoomed in of like just them on the boat and they're like chugging, it's just like one team. They are flying down that like river or whatever the hell they're on right there. They it are looks like they're in, zooming. Like, it looks like they're in like uh, one of the rain catcher aqueducts. Yes, you know, because like, have you seen the highways in the background? Like yeah. And, like, the weird, like, uh, rust marks from the water 
Yeah, it's um, it's not honestly. It looks like they're swimming in a sewage drain. It does. But you know, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it, um, I I completely it, agree. It's, it's definitely cool. It's, it's definitely very cool. It's an insane athletic feat, honestly, and a thousand meters in a canoe in like three and a half minutes. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, kind of getting back to Olympic basketball. Uh, did Spin put out an article, and I'm kind of down for it. They want both the NBA and WNBA to adopt a three-on-three format in-season hoops tournament. What do you think about that? The three-on-three basketball was also really cool to watch, I thought. The, like, street style, like, take it back. Yeah. And... and and how how are they doing it so much better than, like, the big three tournament? Because, like, I don't feel the, the same way about the big three that I did about this three-on-three format. Because three the big three, three the big three was Ice Cube getting a whole bunch of old-ass dudes who can't hoop anymore to get to come out and hoop, while these are, in fact, like, their primes for these three-on-three players, and they eat, breathe, and sleep, like, pick up basketball. Yeah, and you know what? I'm a little... I'm a little disappointed, man. We got uh, we got screwed out of seeing the men's play this, and by no means is that hating on the women. I just wanted more. I wanted to be able to watch the men and the women's play in this three on three because I was enjoying it a lot. The women's were really cool, and they they were pretty dominant. I mean, it like sped up women's basket. It made women's basketball way more manageable to watch. Absolutely. Like, and could you imagine? Uh, could you imagine having the men play that too, and the speed that and tempo they would be going at? And also, look, I'm just saying, it, when women's basketball is good, it's really good. Like women's uh, WNBA or which the women's basketball right now, like international play, I've been enjoying that as well. It's also it's kind of it adds a little bit more watch. There's a little bit more of an element to it. Like I watched a little bit of the. I watched the first quarter of them versus France yesterday and they were losing and I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch. And then they ended up winning. So that was good. But I did watch like the first quarter and it seemed faster and it was a little bit easier to watch. They're obviously not like throwing down dunks and that always is just something sitting in the back of your head, I think with it. But I I did watch it. I did watch it, and I think I can even name the whole starting roster from yesterday. It was Sue Bird, Diana, oh. Tur- Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson. Look at you. I know. You. Uh, also, shout out to Skylar Diggins, NBA, WNBA player. It's her birthday today. She's awesome as well. I uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, but, uh, again, I, I want to go back to what – Deadspin proposed about doing a three-on-three in-season tournament. I mean, I, it's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as good as this. It's not going to be as good as this. Are you out of your mind? But it's not. They're not playing hard. They're not going to play hard. What is the incentive? What's the incentive? There's plenty of things they can do. It. I would assume some sort of charity deal. Some maybe an extra bonus or something like that. There's plenty of things they can do to uh, to 
incite some type of energy level to there. So would this be you could pick anyone, like pickup style, or would this be teams representatives get to send out three guys? What if? Yeah, well, I would think you'd have to like throw yourself in a pool of some sort. What if you did like uh, All Star Game voting, where like we vote for the top uh, what eight guys or even four guys? Those become captains, and then they pick from a pool. They should make the All Star Game a three on three tournament of just all the All Stars that got voted in. Yeah, and we can get rid of the fucking skills competition. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what they should do with the All-Star game. Instead, make it tournament style to 21, and these guys just play it like that. And you can get rid of the uh, celebrity game. If the, if we... I, as much fun as I have watching the celebrity game, if you replace that with a three-on-three tournament, I'm way more invested. The celebrity game in basketball sucks. The celebrity game in softball for baseball, that that usually is better. Again, I, I think that would be cool. So you have the three game, uh, three game, sorry, three, uh, three day weekend, right? That you have for the NBA All-Star game. You kind of get through it uh, Friday, first round, Saturday, second round, finals, Sunday. Boom. Yeah, I don't hate that. All-Star Weekend turns into a three-on-three tournament. Yeah. I, I think that's badass. I, I would uh, rather do that. I would rather do that. I have... um, What do we got here? Oh, Caleb Dressel is the next Michael Phelps, or what? Uh, we already have the next Michael Phelps. Her name is Katie Ledecky. Oh, yeah, Katie Don't Ledecky's whooping that. ass, too. That, Katie Ledecky's that woman whoop- is a fucking monster. Swimming just isn't the same... I actually do enjoy watching her because she does kick ass like everywhere, and she's it's insane. she's nuts. She's nuts. It's just it, you know, but I feel like we need to find that next Michael Phelps in the sport before it dies. You know what I mean? Katie Ledecky does keep it afloat. I will admit that. But with, I think you're crazy. Really? Like I don't know. Like do. he, he was just so fun to watch. Obviously, he's like the best. Uh, again, I enjoyed Katie Ledecky just as much as I enjoyed Michael Phelps. I I can't say that. I can't. Well, that, that's your loss, man. I don't know. Oh, she's great. She's great. She won, she won again. Uh, how many has she got? Four? Uh, I thought it was more than that. I thought it was, thought it was six. At this, at this Olympics? Oh, this Olympics. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think she... No, yeah. I thought it was six. Am I wrong? I don't know. You have to look this head up. I'll, I'll do it right now. You talk about her. All right. Uh, also, another person that you need to shout out to is Lydia Jacoby, the Alaskan swimmer as well, because she was, like, getting the entire country hyped up for her. She was also 17. Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's the type of shit that I want to see. These are the, like... The Olympics doesn't have to be one person. You know what I mean? We already had that problem uh, earlier this week. Another name that we should talk about is Simone Biles. You know, getting unnecessary amount of heat blasted at her because she pulled out. Fuck you guys. Fuck you to America. Because you, Simone Biles does not owe you shit. You know what I mean? That woman is a 
fucking monster for what she did last Olympics. And if, you know, she's feeling the pressure of life, of whatever, and she needs to, you know, step aside, step step away from this sport, totally fine. And you know what? We got great gymnasts ready to pick up uh, where Simone Biles stepped away from. Suni Lee or Sunny Lee, what's, what's her name? The, the, the one that stepped in for on the all-around event. She won gold! Yeah. So what does it fucking matter? Well, Shut up! Right, Simone right. Biles. But Simone Biles will be in tomorrow when we're recording this, but today, when you're listening to this, she's on the beam, right? She's back. Yeah, again, she just, she stepped aside. She needed to take a break. I don't know if she just wasn't mentally prepared. Like, that is a thing, people. You need to have a mindset when you're going into these sports, these activities, especially at the highest level. Yeah, it, whatever. It's just not... I don't know why you care that much. You know what I mean? Like, that that's where I'm at. Like, it's to the point of, like, you're going to be like, you piece of shit, why aren't you doing this? But it's like, you can't do it anyway. What the fuck is the big deal? You know what I mean? And arguably, uh, again, this is something that I've, I'm kind of stealing from Deathspin. I agree with it. Her stepping away is like the most impressive move of Simone Biles' career. That is proving that she understands herself and is not going too far with this. Yeah, she... Exactly. That's what I mean. She's, like, down to earth with it. It's whatever. I, I don't think it's a big deal for... It shouldn't be. Like, the... It, as my... That's where I come from in this. It's... Look, come on, dude. Like, it's not that serious. Like, are you gonna really... Like, say that you know what she should do better than she should know. Like, come on, dude. It's not. It's nothing like that. Um, Ledecky said at four medals during this right now as of recording so far. She's won right. four medals. And uh, Caleb Dressel, five gold medals this one. That's another big one for the men's swimming. And he's an animal. He's cool to watch. And last thing I have for the Olympics is uh, USA Baseball this morning. Yeah, lost it to Japan. Japan beat us. And if did you want? Did you hear anything about this? About the Japan game? Yeah, versus U.S. Yeah. No, I did not. Did you hear who blew the game? Uh oh. Okay, a little bit of a throwback. Edwin Jackson. Oh yeah, Edwin Jackson. Shout out to my boy, former Diamondbacks, White Sox, Cubs, uh, National everywhere. Yeah. Didn't he win with the Nationals? Did he win a title with them? Oh, he might. He might have. I just I remember... Think he was on that squad. I, I remember him being the man who threw the no-hitter with 149 pitches. So... Edwin Jackson. That was... Uh, that's the last time he'll get mentioned in okay. a sports broadcast ever. Here, here's the thing. You're not going to... I, I can't be mad at the American team. The USA team... They're not playing with their best players. They're not even playing with their second best players. They're playing with a bunch of scrubs. Yes. Dudes that aren't playing anymore. Uh, you know, like, that's the thing that, uh, that um, like, hockey does when the uh, Olympics come around. They stop. They stop the NHL. And I'm not saying that MLB should do that, but I wouldn't necessarily hate it. Um, you know... Do you, do you have a season? They can't, like, continue 
And like, are they going to play 162 games if they stop the MLB? I mean, add a couple double headers. Yikes! That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Around it. Like, legitimately, why can't you just pull them away and keep playing? I mean, yeah, if they wanted to, why wouldn't they be able to? I mean, it's probably a contract clause thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, because realistically, you're pulling one player from each team, right? And that's too many. Like, you're not, you're not fielding a whole bunch of guys. It's going to be... Um, yeah. Like I said, it's it's probably going to be close to one player from each team. Maybe, maybe somewhere around there. But yeah, the, the, the other thing. I guess too. You're going to need like guys for other countries as well. But again, I I still think you can play through that. I I don't know. Like that's that's neither here nor there. But. Well, yes, and it could affect teams like the Braves, who lost Ronald Acuna, as you know. Who I just wanted to mention real quick before we get into our baseball hot stove segment are uh, setting the record for most mediocre team of all time. Uh, has They have now gone 17 straight games without a consecutive win or a consecutive loss. So they've gone win-lose, 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 win-lose for the last 17 games. And Way to go. That's 50-50 baseball right there. And they need to beat the St. Louis Cardinals tonight to keep it up to 18. So congratulations, for mediocrity in Atlanta, that that you guys are great at it. Whoopee! And now let's go into the hot stove. This happened this last week. Oh, great! No what? I had one more thing about the Olympics. Oh, sorry. Go, 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 go. Sorry. Uh, just one last thing. Qatar and Italy sharing the high jump. That's pretty cool. Oh, that was a cool thing. I did see that as well. Yeah. And Uca, the all and Uca, the women's. Barshin and Italy's Gianmarco Tamberi. So, shout out to those guys. That's All correct dumb. pronunciations. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say I was pretty damn close. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, also, uh, USA women's team losing to Canada. I just was saying that, too. Big yikes. Dead to me. Yeah. First loss in, like, 36 years to him or 36 matches or something like that. So I think it's ever. I think it's ever. The Olympics, where dreams come true and the magic happens. So now can we get to baseball? This is what everyone Sorry. wanted to listen to. This is yeah. we're, we're, We need to get to baseball here. Hot stove. There were 55 trades made from the beginning of the trade season to the trade deadline over the course of this season so far. And are we going to say that this is the craziest trade deadline in our lifetimes? It was pretty freaking crazy. Teams were big buyers. Teams were big sellers. What was like? What, what? Okay. Do you have like a trade that surprised you the most? Trade that you thought was the best? You want to just get into the trades? What do you want to do? Yeah, let's kind of get into it. I, I, you know what? I will say altogether, the the amount of teams, the, the what teams trade traded for to get did not equal what they received uh, for that trade as well. Like, it, this was all buyer's market, and the sellers did not 
win anything, in my opinion. It did seem like trades were given up for fairly easy, other than one. I, I, I think a lot of trades were pretty heavy in favor of the buyer's market, like you said. Yeah, but... I, the only one that I saw that you could even chalk up to a win for the seller is the Anthony Rizzo trade. I, I think that is it, in my opinion, as far as I can remember. I, well, the Cubs sold their whole team. As you know, Javi Baez to the Mets, Anthony Rizzo's to the Yankees, Craig Kimbrell to the White Sox, and at the buzzer, Chris Bryant to the Giants. So that was pretty crazy. They got rid of all of them, which I didn't know if that was going to happen, but they did it. And then Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant have proceeded to home run in every single game they've played for their team so far. Including Rizzo twice and Baez and Bryant homering in their debuts. So good on you. Fuck the Cubs. Fuck Chicago sports. That's great. Love to know that as a Milwaukee fan. And that, you know, there was a lot of them that really went all over the place. The biggest trade I think we have to talk about, it's obvious, the Los Angeles Dodgers increase their payroll now to $290 million trading for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Yeah, that's a, that's an insane trade, and I can't believe they were able to pull that off. That was uh, bullshit. It, look, they had to do something, man, because um, Trevor Bauer's done. Done. Not only, not only done for the Dodgers, done, done in the MLB, man. Um, which is, I'm not, you know, fuck that guy. Fuck you all up and down, Trevor Bauer. But holy shit, that's an A+. And, I mean, again, the Nationals got a good haul. They got uh, Kiebert, Ruiz, Josiah Gray, Donovan Casey, and uh, Gerardo Carrillo. Carrillo. Um, it, like, that's a, that's a good haul. The Nationals. Josiah Gray is apparently what? making his debut today as well. Yeah. Um, oh, also, breaking news. Chris Paul gets a $120 million deal. Yeah, that's so years. stupid. Stupid. Uh, I told you. Told you he wasn't going to anywhere. I know, um, but what What did he... He took away $10 million from him? That's ridiculous. Hey, man. Hey, Trey Young, $170 million extension, too, for Trey Young. Insane. So, and it could make it five-year, $201 million Supermax. Insane. Anyway, and the Heat gave Duncan Robinson $90 million. Wow, okay. Dude, money is just flowing for the fucking NBA That is a lot. That's a lot of money. Um, But, yeah, Josiah Gray. Um, yeah, this is a this is going to be an insane deal, man. You get oh, sorry, ugh, you, you get Max Scherzer, more or less solidifying this, this rotation, and you get Trey Turner. Holy shit! Uh, I kind of hate it. And they didn't have to give up Gavin Lux. I, I don't know what to say. How did they not get it? How? 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 That was going to happen. I don't know. Well, other teams, there was 
Uh, the Brewers, our brew crew, Eduardo Escobar, like coming in big. Let's go, home run in his debut. Another dog. I'm totally here for it. Switch hitting third baseman, and Travis Shaw is gonna probably play first base when he comes back. I would assume. And they didn't uh, give up hardly anything for him. Um, I mean, shit. I wish I could uh, more or less give up uh, get. A, a fucking dude like Eduardo Escobar for Cooper Hummel and Alberto Sipian. You, you know who those guys are? Cause I don't. Well, our farm system's terrible, and the fact that we were able to make a move in general is kind of crazy for having such a terrible farm system. But, hey, it worked out all right. Speaking of improving the farm system, I want to get into this one. I think this is probably going to be... Um, well, after I thought that this was going to be a sneaky victory trade, but then he had a really good outing in his first outing with the Blue Jays. I think this Minnesota Twins versus with the Toronto Blue Jays trade, Jose Barrios for Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson is going to be a huge trade for the Twins' future if they want to get successful. Uh, uh, like the Twins are in a bad spot right now. You know, they were expected to be top dogs uh, in the AL Central and playing for a fucking, um, <laughs> for a playoff spot and potentially a World Series opportunity. And none of that happened. None. So I I'm a little surprised that Josh Donaldson didn't get moved. I thought for sure he was going to. And uh, nothing transpired from that. Oh, well, nothing we could do there. But, um, again, you're going to see a lot on both sides. I think this is a win-win for both teams because of what happened with uh, you know, the, the two guys coming over from Toronto. You know, Like you said, they were doing some good work. Also, Toronto now gets a pretty darn good starter with not just this year, but they also get them uh, for next year as well. You know, there's a reason why they had to give up a decent amount uh, in their talent pool. is because they had that extra year of control. That does play a big factor into it, and I get it. But I really think the Twins should be happy with that one. They get the number 16 and 68th overall prospect in the MLB. Like, that really bumps up your farm system a lot. So I think that was a pretty cool move. Yeah. Um, we didn't. I don't know if we even talked about it. The Padres getting Adam Frazier, like that was like the very first trade of this whole thing. And if Adam you, Frazier. Huh? huh? Adam Frazier, right? What did I say? Todd Frazier. Did I say Todd Frazier? I'm almost sure you're breaking up on me right now, but I'm almost certain you said Todd Frazier. Oh no, I meant Adam Frazier. I meant Adam Frazier. <laughs> Again. You'd have to go back and listen, and if I screwed it up, I'm sorry. Like I said, you are breaking up on me, but one of the very few things that came through was Odd and Frazier. So we'll have to see whether that Odd was a... USA Basketball roster maker, Todd Frazier, by the way. No, baseball. That was baseball. That Now I'm all fucked in my head right now. Now I'm saying... <laughs> That was did not make the USA basketball team. Todd Frazier made the USA baseball team. Okay, that was what that was supposed to be. 
Uh, Adam Frazier just adding to their stack team right after Fernando gets hurt, too, like, on command. Uh, doing some stupid shit, of course. Um, and then there was two other big ones I liked. And if there's ones I miss after this, let me know. I've had Joey Gallo to the Yankees, obviously, was huge. And Starling Marte for Jesus Lazardo, straight up. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. I think uh, I think they got a, a win there. Again, Starling Marte, dude, is – I think he's going to be a sneaky player. Uh, I, I don't know about you. What do you think about that? I think he's yeah. I think he's valuable to their team and whatnot. But I think what Miami's doing with their young pitching as well, getting Jesus Lazardo, who's still under like twenty six, like why not go for that too? You got Sandy Alcantara and Trevor Williams. Is that what it is? Right? Yeah. He just made the All Star team for them there, and uh, Pablo Lopez. They got a really young pitching staff that's got a lot of potential. Adding Jesus Lazardo too. Uh, speaking of pitching staff, also my White Sox going out getting Craig Kimbrell for two guys that do not help them right now at all. Nick Madrigal and Cody, Cody Hoyer. I think this is a huge win for the uh, White Sox and the Cubs. Eh, they, they get Cody Hoyer, who could be something. Nick Madrigal, who... I don't know. I mean, Nick Madrigal is all about hitting for for bases. He he might go three and three, uh, three for three in a night. But the thing is, they're pretty much always going to be singles. So I don't I don't think he's ever going to do anything for the Cubs outside of a batting title. Uh, you know, like he's never going to hit for power. The dude might hit two home runs. He's, he might be an intro type guy. But, you know, he's never – look at Nitro. Did he ever do anything uh, for a team? Whoa. To get on yeah. Base? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, power a team to victory type deal. No, he was on the shit Mariners for a long time. But um, and, and, then, and then on the shit Miami Marlins. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. And – you know, good for him as an individual. As a team, not so much. Uh, yeah, it was a really fun, exciting, um, cool thing to go down. And like I said, probably one of the best trade deadlines we've seen in recent memory, especially with Scherzer and Turner both stealing the show. And I think there's another big story in baseball I wanted to bring up here, too. Just reaching today, Kumar Rocker, the 10th overall pick, will not sign with the Mets. And I only bring that up because he was probably the most well-known player in college baseball this last year. And thought that he would get picked up before that. He has everyone's favorite baseball agent, Scott Boris, defending him. And he's turning down like $6 million to go back to college. I thought he wasn't going back to Vanderbilt. No, he's he can go back to Vanderbilt. Yeah, but I thought he wasn't going back. Also, the Mets didn't even bother to offer him a contract. 
It's because of an issue they said with his arm that he's claiming is perfectly fine, but now it's going to alarm probably everybody. Was it arm? I, I couldn't remember if it was arm or oblique, but uh, yeah, I mean, like this is this is wild. Um, yeah, Mets never made Rocker an offer. Only one of their I, 20 draft picks did not get signed by and, the franchise. And here you go. Two. Right here, right here. New York Mets uh, and Rocker cannot make deal. The Mets get the number 11 pick in 2022 draft, and Rocker won't return to Vanderbilt. Wow. Yeah. So this is this is way bigger. I don't know what that means for Rocker. I don't know if the uh, – you know what, like – I don't know. I, I don't know what that means. Is he uh, eligible really to sign as a free agent somewhere? I would assume so. I would assume he probably gets some type of invite somewhere, right? He gets he. I saw that he was eligible for the 2022 draft now, and I don't know if that means he can just pick wherever he goes, or if he has to go find somewhere to play before he can play professional baseball. Yeah, and then the Mets threw some hard shade at them. Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, uh, made a tweet that uh, it said the club avoided a bad investment. Wow. Yeah, dude. I I mean, like, they threw some hard shade. Here's the actual tweet. Education time. Baseball draft picks are worth up to five times their slot value to clubs. I never shy away from investments that can make me that type of return. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty aggressive. Fuck, dude. That's a harsh one. He's harsh on him. You know what? I think the Brewers should make a move, but that's not whatever. You would. I I just say it. He was cool. He was fun to watch in college. Maybe there is something seriously wrong. I don't know. We got to see how that story unfolds and develops over the time. But there was a lot in baseball this week, and I, I think that's most of it that we covered right there, right? Quick hits time, baby. Quick hits. You go first this time. Oh, I only saved one of my quick hits. So I have Quinn Ewers reclassifying the number one recruit in the nation right now for uh, high school football is reclassifying to the 2021 class. And most of it is based off of him not being able to profit off his name, image, and likeness as a high schooler, it sounds like. That was, oh my God. That's what I'm saying. So that could really start to make a play a role in some of this stuff. And he needs one like class left. And that being a factor into it. Apparently this guy is supposed to be legit. I never heard of him until today. He's the second highest graded quarterback ever on 24-7 sports. He's ahead of Trevor Lawrence. And Justin Fields, who are just both there, obviously, this last one, who are up there, only behind Vince Young. So, right. yeah, I don't know if that means anything. Um, I have uh, nothing else. That was literally the only quick hit I saved. All right. Well, I got a couple. Go uh, for it. So, here, first one. Uh, just want to throw out a sh- quick shout-out to Patrick Mahomes. That dude is a Kansas City, like, loyalist. So not only does he have a uh, partial stake in the Kansas City Royals, but he also just picked up uh, another ownership stake with the MLS team. I think it was the Sporting KC. 
And uh, also, his wife is actually a part owner in the uh, women's soccer league as well. So, you know what? I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Patrick Mahomes is never leaving Kansas City. Never. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Another thing, too. Did you hear about the uh, Buffalo Bills and their uh, stadium issue going on right now? I did not. So the Buffalo Bills are actually having an issue uh, about their stadium negotiations. And one of the things they're talking about is relocation. And uh, they're talking about Austin, Texas. So, I, I mean, that's, that's fucking weird to me. I, I completely understand, like, you know, shit's not working out for them, so they might have to move. But just the Bills leaving Canada, leaving Buffalo, uh, you know, holy shit. Okay, but if the Bill, if Josh Allen's playing for, like, the Austin team, that sounds about right. That's fair. Also, they can keep Buffalo. Uh, they can keep the Bills because the uh, Austin Bills totally works, right? Um, uh, they should be like the steer. Like it becomes like a Wild Bill Cody type deal. They need to be like the steer. No, fuck the, off. the cattle. Home, home on the range. Where the Buffalo Bills are off in the plains. See? See? Works. Not it the works. Austin they don't need Bills. To be the they can be a different type of buffalo. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, next up, did you uh, did you hear that the Brewers made another deal? Um, which one are you talking about? Today. Oh no, I didn't. Oh yeah, they uh, brought back your boy, John Axford. Oh, I did hear about this. Yes. So the Brewers, uh, they had to put Josh Hader on the COVID nineteen list. So they're, uh, they actually made a trade to bring back former reliever John Axford from the Toronto Blue Jays, who has not pitched since 2018. He's actually been in their commentary booth as, like, an analyst. Do you know what they traded to get John Axford? What, like a fax? 30, 38-year-old John Axford. Like a fax machine? Uh, no, fax machine is more expensive. They traded... One dollar for John Axford. No. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> no. Yes. To get him out One, of the. One fucking dollar. Where's these trade details? I will send it to you right now. Yeah, I need them sent to me before the episode ends. Oh, you're getting it, baby, because this is one of the funniest things I have seen, and it's oh so fitting that it's for the Brewers. And uh, John Axford as well. I feel like it's just like a perfect player to kind of fall for that. Yes, John Axford has not pitched, uh, but he actually just did like a couple of Olympic qualifying matches for Canada, and he played pretty damn well. He then signed a minor league contract with the Blue Jays on uh, June 24th, went 1-0, and has a point zero, uh, .84 ERA and nine relief appearances for the Blue Jays AAA affiliate team. Um for the triple A team? Yes. Okay. So you know what? I- I'm not saying he's going to be that. But you know what? It sounds like he'll be a serviceable player. Especially while uh, you know Hater is out on the COVID-19 list. You know, that's that's 10 days, man. You know, they're going to need someone in there. The Milwaukee Brewers acquired the 38-year-old Axford from the Blue Jays for $1. Told you. What? Yeah. 
Yes, and uh, last pitch for the Brewers in 2013. Uh, you know, had a record-setting 46 saves in the 2011 season. I mean, he also had the franchise record, 43 consecutive saves without a blown opportunity. This dude was pretty legit for Milwaukee back in the day. Uh, I know he had a pretty big fall-off, but, you know, let's see if he can kind of make a comeback. I'm super down with it. Okay. John Axford for $1. Can't be a bad investment. And one last quick hit. You know, I we talked about it last week. Cleveland Guardians. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the first things you should do when you're starting, you know, this whole new brand is um, maybe check to see if clevelandguardians.com was available as a website. No. That they did. The Cleveland Guardians uh, didn't realize that clevelandguardians.com is already owned by a male roller derby, derby team in the city. So these dumbasses are going to have to fork over a fuck ton of money. Oh, no. To claim this website domain. So much money. Unless, unless they plan not to, which I wouldn't see why not. I, I have a feeling they're going to as well. But, yeah, this is bad. That's going to be a lot of money. That's millions. Here, here's, the, here's the thing. The MLB team filed a trademark application on July 23rd, right? The roller derby team then followed, with, uh, followed suit on the 27th. So they had the opportunity to claim this domain. And they just said, eh, whatever. <laughs> this is hilarious. That was, that was a great episode. That was, uh, there was a lot of information. That was a very big loaded slate. We had all four big sports. We had the Olympics. We had trades, off season. It's like, we're only in season of baseball, and baseball's not going to get really much more exciting than the trade deadline till October now, probably, and the playoff races at least. But everything else is just about to get started up. We are really close to football. We're so close to football. Oh, my God. Just got to make it. Uh, college football starts this month, so we'll have something to talk about a little bit there at least. Oh, my. NFL football will start next month. Baseball's going to get more exciting. Basketball. We're going to have a week of free agent signings to talk about at the end of this week. But that's yeah. all we have today. It was a great episode. We're super happy to come out with episode 26 now. We'll be back to in-person for episode 27, 28, 29, and maybe even to 30. I might even I might even flirt that idea. Whoa. Uh, but, getting all prophetic over here. But for now... Um, we're going to be done with this one today. Make sure you guys check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, and, of course, on thechairshot.com. Downthewire.com is a porn website. Peace. Okay. I'm
just calls and you keep on calling I stayed up from the night to the morning Bottomless pit looking down, I keep falling And girl, you wouldn't believe everything that I see You're the only one to get this side of me Now I'm stuck in a dream, think I'm going to sleep And I don't wanna wake up with you next to me And now we're back in the same car and back in the same room And you keep going at it again Right after we fuck, you put your hand on my chest And then you say, fuck it, hey, man The game's up, I can tell that you want me A hundred missed calls and you keep on calling I stay